0: New Zealand is officially in its first recession for 11 years, a casualty of the COVID fallout hammering economies around the world. This country's GDP has shrunk a record 12.2% in the June quarter, sort of fairly in the middle of where um, economists were predicting it would fall as the COVID-19 lockdown and border closures stalled economic output. Um, I loved the editorial in this morning's New Zealand Herald, Saying today's fall in GDP will be better than expected and the worst in New Zealand history was that your cleverness, Liam Dan?
1: Um, it might have been. We don't <laughs> want to give away the mystery of New Zealand Herald editorials, but true. Um, yeah, may have had a hand in that.
0: It's true, isn't it?
1: Um, yeah, that's right. So uh, and of course, that leaves it completely open to lots of political interpretation. But, um, you know, two two things are, are true at once. This is clearly the worst, um, you know, GDP result we've ever had by a long shot. The worst previously was about 4.4%, I think. Um, but that is a result of the fact that we completely shut down the economy um, with the hard lockdown in uh, late March and April. And of course, the border closures, which have hit New Zealand very hard because we're so reliant on tourism and international students. So, um, so, so for that reason, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, a surprise today. And, um, and, and to be fair, over the last few months, um, the forecasts have got better and better. So, Treasury, right back in May at the budget, was actually forecasting this quarter could have been a, a minus twenty three percent. You know, like mm-hmm. a, even more catastrophic. Um, the other banks the, the bank economists had sort of had figures of around minus 15 16 17 and they'd pulled that back to the point so they're allowed to change their yeah. change their picks right up yeah. to the last minute so yeah. they uh, surprise surprise they weren't far off um, the, the the expectation was around 13 percent and it's 12.2 um, and so I guess that the big question is what does that tell us and I guess you know we're halfway through so we're we're in recession we had two successive negative quarters but it's a very strange set of circumstances because technically uh, we will be in the current quarter we're in right now we're probably experiencing a record level of growth which is really just a rebound Um, and uh, so I guess we kind of need to let this wash over us a bit and and you know how it looks at the end of the year and and then i guess the other thing to remember is that these things are useful measures of how bad things are but we feel these things on an individual level don't we so you know yeah. whether you've kept your job or, or or not but um um no doubt though there will there'll be plenty of debate about um you know whether we've done better or worse than we could have whether our strategy has you know cost us uh, some economic growth because that harder lockdown has meant that it's a it's a um, bigger fall than some of the other countries around mm. us, I guess if we compare yeah, yeah so that's right.
0: if we compare to similar sized economies, how are we doing
1: uh yeah so australia had um uh, there's not many as small as us but no but um Australia had negative seven for the quarter mm-hmm. um uh, uh, the only one that of of our sort of um uh, sort of Peers probably that is a lot worse was the UK. I'm mm. not quite sure why, but they got really hammered by the, the virus. But um, the US actually performed a bit stronger. Um, yeah, so and Canada and countries like that, in, in the ballpark, um, uh, where, where are we? United States, 9.1% down, uh, 11.5% down in Canada, so fairly similar, 79 mm. in Japan. And that will all reflect... Uh, slightly the different structures of the economy, so so how much how reliant they are on um, uh, things like tourism, where the borders uh, have a big effect, um, but also yeah, like so how hard we locked down um, does have an impact now, but you know the debate around that is will it allow us to sort of rebound better than oh. some of these other countries? So perhaps it will end up a little bit um, uh, you know closer if you're doing that kind of measurement over time.
0: The thing that's concerning is that it's going to disproportionately affect different sectors of the population. You know, you've got very wealthy people at the moment making an absolute killing in property, you know, investing because they're not getting anything in the bank. They can't spend it anywhere. So they are investing in property and they're buying up large and they're buying up artworks and they're, you know, and in the meantime, you've got people in record numbers going to food banks who have never ever thought that they would need charity in their lives.
1: Yeah, it's a really uh, interesting and, and difficult uh, one that I've, I've actually, you know, I've challenged the Reserve Bank Governor on it a couple of times. And he, to be fair, is, is quite a um, thoughtful man and has yeah. considered this. Um, his, his argument is that in a crisis like this right now, you've got to have stability. And the first job is the stability. So the rates come down to stop Uh, businesses falling over to stop a situation where you have homeowners uh, you know more defaulting on their mortgages and things because that would be a a bigger problem so that would actually create more unemployment and more it's a lesser lesser evils argument Uh, the side effect of that though is that um, it means that if you've kept your job or you're you're, you've retired with some wealth um, interest rates are so low there's a lot a lot of opportunity there and it's it's that issue that we've seen over the last, um, you know, ten or twelve years. Actually, um, my argument on that is that really we probably should have done more. You know, this is great saying it now, yeah, but should, have, should have done more while the economy is in good shape. Now, when we're in a crisis, um, I can see uh, Adrian Orr's, the Reserve Bank Governor's point of view. You know, you just, you know, the the primary goal is uh, financial stability, so that we've got a we we hold a you know s- strong enough economy to bounce back, and so unfortunately you know that's that new zealand's economy is so heavily structured around housing that you know naturally enough uh, keeping house prices stable is an important part of keeping the economy stable and that may seem unfair but i guess the counter argument is if that all went over um you would see you know uh, no one spending and the economy really flat on its uh, back so mm. it's a difficult one i think um and looking around the world you know we don't have a lot of control over interest rates because we tend to have to follow the us lead they're keeping rates low um and you know there's an argument about whether we can uh, afford to sort of step out on our own but it's it's a pretty hot topic right now i would say
0: yeah and i think that's a conversation around the world isn't it that i mean i suppose this is the way it's always been when there's been great crises great wars the wealthy are so insulated that they they end up making more money Than ever before.
1: Yeah, and there's a good argument for not wasting a crisis. It seems like when uh, economic times are good, uh, and you know, even in our, it makes more sense to make change. But there isn't the political will to do that because Mm. we're feeling comfortable um so even though it might be a bit tougher maybe you do have to use the um the the sort of the the fact that there's the political will to do things when we're in a crisis or or the opportunity to to, to make bolder moves i mean mm. you've only got to look at this gdp figure normally uh, the economists would be arguing about whether it was going to be uh, 2.6 or 2.7 yeah. so and the this, fact
0: we can absorb twelve without having yeah. a cardiac infarction and well, falling well, on the floor right. is and, quite and,
1: something. And, and the rate the, the, it may get revised up or down. The actual numbers, you know, are, are two or three percent different. You know, that's it's billions of dollars different. So um, there's an enormous amount of uncertainty, and things that we thought were unthinkable are sort of happening before Manager. our eyes. Mm. So and and, and and so that maybe is an opportunity to say, well, look, maybe we could try some things. Um but you know interestingly, we're not really seeing that from the political parties uh on the campaign trail it's it's no. it's uh national labor arguing for stability and and again, you know it doesn't And spending uh yeah spending um i guess you know and that's where it just has to be uh the right kind of spending you know yeah. we 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 do need to borrow and spend to keep things afloat to make sure that we're in a position to take advantage of um uh the rebound when, yep. when this COVID thing's gone. But at the same time, you know, if it's poor quality spending we will we will have to pay the debt back and it's uh it's a big number.
0: And it is and you just think of the kids. They're the ones that are adversely affected when it comes to employment and they're the ones that'll be carrying that load right through into their fifties.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, well, having having lived through it, I mean <laughs> well they'll get through it. We got mm. through it in the uh yeah, that's in true. the eighties and nineties. But yeah. it, but it, it wasn't Fun and I, I would hope that we didn't have to go through that kind of level of austerity. So that's me comparing this sort of level of debt we're we're loading up to the nineteen seventies where we ended up in a really bad debt position, and then we had the reaction through the eighties and nineties, which mm. um, a lot of people argue uh, did too much social damage. So I guess with particularly with uh, you know Grant Robertson, who is quite conservative for mm. a for a left leaning guy, um, he he would certainly be arguing that he he wants to try and achieve this without uh, that level of austerity because he that, that is his big thing you know mm. he 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 uh, feels that what happened in the 80s and 90s was too harsh yeah.
0: well it had, something had to happen and that was a crisis where there was an opportunity for change and it was seismic change throughout yeah throughout and, the country, and and wasn't
1: and it? and you know we had a government uh, in the early 80s that in the way the system worked then that could make enormous changes overnight by sitting around the cabinet table and just doing it and um you know, well, it it may be that we have something like that again if we have our first um, MMP government that uh, is is just one party. We'll we'll see. But um, yeah, I I think um, I'm I'm not seeing uh, big solutions there at the moment. Maybe I'm, I'm sympathetic to the idea that maybe we're still right in this crisis to the point that just maintaining stability is the um, is the way to go. But uh, you know. Th- you know the next year or so is going to be very crucial to new zealand's sort of history and economic history and you know the thing to remember is that we we we've had the technical recession we've come through the recession there's a sort of a rebound but the 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 regular symptoms of of a recession high unemployment and businesses collapsing that sort of thing that is probably going to be felt more in the next few years as the government stimulus winds off. So we've got a long way to go in this downturn. and um,
0: Marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely,
1: yeah. and hopefully uh, some opportunity to do some good things as well.
0: Lovely to talk with you as always, New Zealand Business Editor at Large with the New Zealand Herald, Liam Dan.